The following podcast may be explicit. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, we will discuss sexism and bigotry in historical settings. Steve from Atlanta sends us a thank you and a short-run game idea. Jim Toe has the baby blues. L. Mal Rolfson writes in about ideas for a convention-based living campaign. Jonathan writes in about character and game creation. And Andy, the tactical DM, writes in to call us to task. And he's a laser-printed hero, a figure castellet. And if you miss a dice roll, he may just end up dead. Don't forget about his backstory or family info. And if this is his last stand, that's just how the story goes. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. Yeah, got the rhythm and the rhyme flowing. Get your feet and your booty going. But it's a little too hip for this impending nerd blast that is Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Why problem make when you no problem have, you don't want to make? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Season 17, Episode 12 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Proby Tim. This is Gina. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Sam. And we have uh, Gateway 2016 coming up in... Soon! Two weeks. Two weeks? Two Three weeks? weeks? Two weeks. Two not, weeks. Not this weekend. Yeah. But next weekend. Holy buckets. Oh, no. God. Is that right? Shit! You are right! Yeah, I am. No. 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 No, you are not. It's three weeks. No. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> Wait, I have a calendar. I can I can <laughs> figure this out. No, Someone look at a calendar and tell me. Is two it two weeks? weeks? Yeah, September 2nd. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, because sign up was three weeks out. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, if you'd like to watch the show live, you can watch this. I'm really loud. Yes. Yes, you are. There I am. I'm going to turn, I... turn myself down. I liked the intro. It was like Check. our, our yeah. awkward teenage years were back. All of that was right. super professional. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was right very professional. Now, <laughs> you like that's, to, that's mm-hmm. also my favorite version of laser printed the, hero. The Dado the version. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you'd like to, or Dido, uh, Dido if you'd like yeah. to uh, email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. We have a tweeter, huh? No, I was gonna, it's completely unrelated. I was going to ask, what's the name of the version that's about Traveler? That's it. It, it is oh. the same version. Oh, yes. I didn't realize there was a rap portion. They're o- only in the intro, not in the actual song. Ah, oh, I yeah. see, I see. Um, voicemail, our email is, or Twitter, Happy Checks RPG, all one word. Our voicemail line is 626-629-8RPG, 626-629-8RPG. And before we begin the show, does anyone have one ready? The Oh, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's time. It's everyone's favorite part of the show, the guaranteed usable content. <laughs> hopefully someone hasn't done this one already. A tip of the week. Yeah, so hopefully nobody's done this one already. So, um, we only had like five. I know, but I'm really worried that... Because <laughs> right. I like, came up with this one very quickly, so I'm sort of worried I've used it as my GM tip of the week previously. <laughs> Uh, so my GM tip of the week is to always bring extra dice. I don't think you've done that one. No, no I mean, always have extra dice because there's always the player who came straight from work. <laughs> don't look at me. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my tip because I'm always that player. Even though I have the coolest <laughs> dice box ever, it always ends up in my car or back at home or wherever it is. <laughs> um, so bring extra dice, especially if you're playing a system like Star Wars Edge of the Empire that has very specific dice. 
because yeah, well, in that, play, or, players like me. In that game, or, or no one needs to bring dice because I have the amazing app. I have the well, big giant vat of dice because you provide all the dice, which still qualifies as part of this. That's tip. true. That's true. Or, or vampire, where you forget your d10s a lot. All the time. Even though I run <laughs> D10 games and have a ridiculous amount of D10s in all different beautiful Or colors. Moment of Truth, where it, which only uses D6s. The most common die on the planet. Not for me. You probably have them on the floor of your car. <laughs> I may actually have D6s. I found on the a floor D10 digging through my purse today. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's fascinating. I'll have you know, Kimmy, you're the only person who has ever rolled with my dice. Oh. I feel intimate with you. Wow! <laughs> 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 um, I'm looking for some. I'm looking for a thing here. It got hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that's what Proby stood for. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mister. I just want to check to see if there are any voicemails. <laughs> oh, there is one, and I've never heard it before. Uh-oh. Are we ready? Uh-oh. Last time, this was some lady from China when yeah. we hadn't listened to her previously. <laughs> no, I, well, I always don't listen to them. Right, but there was like that amazing one. <laughs> yes. Will you play? Hey, Happy Jack Screw. This is Eric from New Jersey calling, hey. along with Eric from New Jersey Players. Say hi, players. Hi, uh, players. <laughs> uh, hey, out of curiosity, when playing with Solomon Kane's Savage Worlds role-playing game, if your one player wants to name his character Ramen Noodles, how hard can you punch him in the arm? Just <laughs> curious, Butch. <laughs> Other than that, you guys have a great show. Keep up the great work, and we'll look to you later. Take care. I would say that punching is off the table, but those uh, really nice metal um, uh, dice... Uh, they make great throwing implements. Projectiles. Great projectiles, yeah. <laughs> Are you talking the the um the, easy roller the fine dice easy com? roller dice? Yeah. Home dice? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You could use those dice. Who posted those that got one, quiet again? Why'd the you one get quiet? that looks Move like a... There you go. There was a magic missile or a fireball die. Oh yeah. The like wizard Yeah. Those are rad looking. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, Yeah. Getting a set yeah. of those. Oh, really? They look awesome. Yeah, I have to get a set of those. I, I have to. It's imperative. They sounded... Oh, they looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the little wand one <laughs> that has, like, the offset... T- that, was yeah. a, that was the... It's a was D- that the 12? I think yeah. it's a 12. Yeah. And if you do the <clears throat> Kickstarter backing, you get an extra two-sided one that's a little book. <laughs> it's really? It's so cute. It's like a little tome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Happy really? Jack's I Facebook just... page. Right? Really? Yeah. I'm not making that up. That was why I wanted to get them. Oh, I have to back up. Yeah. Are they like... An, st- an extra dice? An extra die, rather? I have to do that. <laughs> Are they like statistically <clears throat> like comparable to rolling normal dice? Have you seen them? Yeah, no, I have. It just cares. <laughs> cares. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's now, kind of the, the answer I expected there. But Now, do you have a, a, a the 12-piece game science set? I don't have a twelve piece. I have several eight eight piece. Seven. Seven. Probably. Seven, right. The twelve piece comes with um like a bunch of like a D sixteen D twenty four and se- yeah. sixteen, fourteen. Uh I can't remember what else it comes with. A, a bunch of different ones. Do you know what I do have though? <clears throat> what? I have a thirty? No. It's like a three hundred sided die. It's called a golf ball. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it takes I'll, 18 years for it to stop rolling. I'll bring it next time. It's all mathematical and awesome. I mean, it's really cool. What do you use a 300-sided die for? Who you cares? Say, yeah, who cares? You say, look, it's a 300-sided die. And everybody goes, rad. Wow. That's, that's pretty much it. There's not a table in, like, some game, like, Fatal, that has a probably 300 entries in it? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> It's just a, it's just a conversation piece, but it's, a, a, the it's D- an awesome conversation piece. <laughs> There's a D30, and it gets used in Tales from the from the Floating Vagabond. I have a D30 as well. All right. Right now, Dave seventy seven is rolling over in his grave, listening to me talk about dice. He's not there. Oh, I forgot to tweet. I'll have to tweet because he's rolling over in his grave. It could be. <laughs> uh, now Simon says on our forum brought this up this week. Our, our forum's being very active lately. I don't know if you know that. Happyjacks.org slash forum. We'll get you there. <clears throat> and he brought up an interesting topic. And I wanted to talk about this topic because I have been agonizing over what to include and not include in the Vast Dominion setting because it takes place around 1905. Mm-hmm. It is not historic. the historic Earth. There's been obvious technological changes. Um, and there's probably been some societal changes because of that. I don't know how many there have been. It's hard to say. But, it, well, we'll get to that in a second. So I wanted to kind of talk about sexism and bigotry in historical settings. Where you set that line. Because, I mean, it, what a lot of people have said is, well, it, as long as the players are comfortable with it, or as long as everyone's having fun, blah, 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 blah. And some people are going to set that line closer to historically accurate, and some are going to set that line towards very fictional. We're going to ignore that stuff. Or they try to find a, quote-unquote, happy medium in between. But there have been a... When you go through history, there have been a lot... I mean, I barely even need to detail them out. Women didn't get the right to vote by the time Vast Dominions is being played. Mm-hmm. Um Slavery lasted until 1865, which it turns out was three years after the Emanci- Emancipation Proclamation was. Signed. Yeah, because there was a big war fought over that, wasn't it? Oh, it may, may, may have been something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, plus, you've got hate crimes against minorities, and you've got you know, attempts at genocide, depending on what era you're playing in and what uh, what part of the world you're playing in. And then you have you have others. You have societies where women aren't even considered people; they're considered property. And then, especially today, when you have a lot of women playing role-playing games... What? Right? (laughs) Surely not. Unlike when I first started in 1977, 78, if there was a girl playing a role-playing game, it was an oddity. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. I mean, it was very rare. I remember going to gaming conventions, and there was maybe five women at the whole convention, and seven or eight hundred guys. Yeah, and they all kind of looked like this. Because they went there with their boyfriend. Not all of them. Not all of them. I, I had a, I had a couple That's what friends. I remember of my early cons. I had a couple and, friends and, from high school who used to who uh, were ardent gamers. But they were, <laughs> they were the rarity. Wait. Hold on. What? No. That's... You'd be amazed how often when I'm at gaming conventions, people assume it's because I'm with my boyfriend. <laughs> um, and it, no, and oh, they, yeah. No, I get that. but. No, no. Like, I'm sitting there exhausted because I, like, stayed up till, like, midnight playing, like, so I'm midnight. sitting there at the table waiting for the rest of the Happy Jacks crew, and someone walks by, and they're like, oh, is your boyfriend playing games? And I was like, 
No, my husband's in the room not we're, playing games, ignoring everybody because he doesn't play games. We're in a different era now with <laughs> girls in gaming than we were back like well, when I was doing cons originally. Right. I, I generally agree with you, but I had two friends, women friends, girlfriends, not girl girlfriends, but it, we went to high school together who went to cons and they went because they, they didn't go because their boyfriends were going. They went because they were gamers. Yeah, I, I didn't have that experience yeah, at all. I mean, there were two in my entire high school. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think I think the first time that I encountered a a a woman gaming was in the early nineties. It was in May. Uh, well, <laughs> in, in truth, there has been a lot of conversation and a, you know a yeah. lot of blogging about it. vampire was. Yeah, something mm-hmm. that brought a lot more women mm-hmm. into it doesn't mean women weren't role playing or playing RPGs, right. but there was more interest. I yeah, I I my recollection supports that. And Storyteller System is a fantastic game anyway. It is. it is. It is. It's very fun. Um. Anyway, I kind of wanted to talk about this and started out with my conundrum mm-hmm. because I've got the vast dominion setting. And right now I'm working on organizations organization. I want to put in it is called the, I think it's called the Irish brotherhood, mm-hmm. which is the predecessor to the Irish Republican army. Okay. Um, I don't know if at that specific time yet they were using terrorist tactics. No hesitation for me to put that group in there. None whatsoever. Mm hmm. Um, I've got a conservationist group because you're, you're talking about a period of history where you have rampant industrialization, right? And this is a group of people who are saying, wait, no, stop. Don't go tearing down this entire forest. That might have dire circum- dire results. Yeah, bad problems. N- n- no hesitation putting that in or not. Um, prohibition? There's a prohibition organization. No hesitation whatsoever. Women's suffrage group. Do I want to really not have women have the right to vote in this game world? I stopped right there. And I d- haven't yeah, decided. Yeah. I don't know whether or not I should include that subject or not in the game. The other ones, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about. I'm not worried about the conservation. I'm not worried about the prohibition. Prohibition almost today... Is kind of looked at in a very comical way. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, but making women's suffrage a game element? No, I make jokes about women's suffrage once in a while, but that's not the same thing as actually putting yourself in a position where you have to role play that, right? Where, you, where right. you're playing someone actually same dealing thing. With those topics. Same thing with yeah. bigotry. Or, I <laughs> I would never even consider putting the clan mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. game book, mm-hmm. right? Which probably was around at that point. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, and as a game designer, that's one of those things. Do you want to create a mechanic that specifically allows for people to show show bigotry, misogyny, all those things? Because while, yes, it may be historically accurate, you are making a a mechanic or a a universe that hopefully someday thousands of people are going to play in. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> and not all those people are necessarily going to be of the caliber of people who you, who you generally play with. I, I and I mean that as like 
like shitheads are someday going to play the game. <laughs> I, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and there's going to yeah. be, you know, those those assholes who use it as a means to uh, put their own feelings into their characters. Have, have, well, you guys, have you guys read a lot of Lovecraft? H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft? Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yes. Okay. H.P. Lovecraft yep. was a horrible bigot. He was a yeah. racist asshole. One of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the mythos he came up with. Love it. But he was kind of a, a dick. Yeah. And if you play Call of Cthulhu, you have to deal with those elements a lot. Because if you want to remain true to the source material, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he was... The you have N-word. to be suspicious of, of yeah. Eskimos and 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 and, and <clears throat> Asians and mm-hmm. Indians and you know all these things and and I mean there are some of his stories where he says the N word more than he says things like and and the I think I don't know if that's it's okay. quite that bad that might not be entirely <laughs> true uh, but you you do have to deal with that when you're when you're playing Call and when I used to run Call. Uh, I'm one of the people, because I scanned over this topic on the forum, I'm one of the people who just ignored it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it wasn't a thing in my games. Which might be disingenuous to the source material, but it just seems like that would be such an awkward thing to have to deal with in a game. I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, what kind of game are you playing? What What yeah. is the point <clears throat> of the game? Right. I mean, is the point of Vast Dominions that we're, you know, sort of turn of the century, space exploration, pulpy, mm-hmm. you know, light? Or is it gritty, grittier, uh, more of a reflection of reality? I mean... Yeah, I think that's a good point, because so far the way that we've been yeah. playing the game, it feels that more pulpy science fiction... Per- Perils of Pauline like, versus... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in that tone, it doesn't really fit to have those kinds of like really uncomfortable yeah. social issues play out in your game dynamic. Now, if you were building a game that was kind of designed to allow players to work through Absolutely. some of and explore some of those um, societal issues and try to you know put themselves in different perspectives, understand different areas of the society throughout history, that could be really interesting. But that doesn't feel what like what Vast Dominions is. Well, it certainly isn't <clears throat> what this playtest campaign is or has been so far. But uh, one of the things. Because I don't know if any of you have actually read any of the source material that I've sent out. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you haven't. Oh, oh, you did. Yeah, okay. no, absolutely. Um, I want there to be kind of a balance between the sort of pulpy, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead sort of bravado, and um, mm-hmm. the ramifications of. Manifest destiny mm-hmm. and you know rapid yeah. industrialization. I actually want it there to be kind of a balance between those things. I want the characters to sort of be able to be those pulpy caricatures of those kinds of people. So like every character can be like his own version of Teddy Roosevelt or whoever, and then but still have that like an underlying darkness i guess you would say in that you know oh yes we're going to go conquer this planet and when we conquer it we're going to pave it with concrete it's going to be fantastic (laughs) 
you know what you ju- you're going to remind me of, and it's going to piss you off. What? Uh, Starship Troopers. Kind the di- of the yes. difference between the book, which was straight on a, a political treatise, yes. yeah, and the movie, which is much more. See how ridiculous this well, kind of Paul Verhoeven actually and, bragged that he never yeah. read the book. Yeah. Oh. Well, that I don't know. <laughs> did he, did he yes. really? I just yes, think it's a yeah. commentary on <laughs> that kind of a political treatise more than well. He had someone described it to him. Mm-hmm. Someone who was working on the staff was tasked to read it and described it to him and was horrified by the politics of it because it's a meritocracy. Yeah, and. That's one of the reasons he decided to dress up the officers like Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but it, it, it is, it's you kind of a, I never noticed that. But the, the politics, of, a lot of the politics of Starship Troopers, kind, not all of it, but a lot of it remains intact in the film. Yes. You know, oh, absolutely. It's still there. Absolutely. The whole the, the whole idea that you do not get the franchise unless you've Gun and yeah. did a, a term of, of military service. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can't be a citizen unless you serve. Right. Uh, things like that. And that's one of the major tenets of the, of the, of the book. And one of the, uh, uh, one of the main things that Heinlein is describing as why society broke down to begin with is because there was no accountability along with the franchise. And, even though Verhoeven had zero respect for the work that he was he was dealing with, some of that stuff seeps through, and mm-hmm. it's definitely a hijinks. Let's go get them, sort of. Oh yeah. Treatment of the of the story, Verhoeven's version of it, but some of that stuff is still there. Now he may be looking at it as, um, as, even more parody or even more lampooning it. Or not? Maybe that's. I guess that's kind of that is kind of the the flavor I'm going for because well, go or a modest proposal. Yes. Yeah. So it's like I'm going going to treat this seriously, but with enough like duh. That's a, probably a more apt example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is. It, I, I I envision it. I mean, who knows what's going to happen when you have you sit around a table with a bunch of people and you're going right. to play a game. Yeah. You're going to play a game, but. I do have the opportunity to visit those issues, but like the women's suffrage one, I stopped at. I'm like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. in the game, the majority of the players are women anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, would it be, would it be fun? Would it be an entertaining game if women's franchise was part of the dynamic of the game? I don't know. Would it, Kimmy? (laughs) Gina? I, I mean, I, I could see it literally dividing around the table by gender mm-hmm. and saying, why would we give women the right to vote? <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I kind of feel like, as a player, if you're a, a woman and existing in a space where you don't have the right of, to vote and you're not considered a full citizen, that's going to kind of hamper how you act in the game. So, like, my character, for instance, owns our ship. Right. If women didn't have the right to vote and... Like, right. Or own property. Uh, or or own property. Right. That would be a completely different situation. And my character probably wouldn't be an aspiring scientist. So it, it right. really... Oh, you're, you're absolutely right, yes. It yeah. kind of shoehorns you into a, like, a limited option for your characters, which I think would be a detriment. Okay. So, 
kind of my thought would be if you wanted to include that as in the game but not hamper your characters would be since it is a fictional universe um make it so women have recently achieved the right to vote and become full status able to own property and whatever so like maybe it happened 20 years ago so it happens earlier in the timeline but it still exists okay those kinds of feelings still exist in society that's kind of like i think so they're almost instead of being a a women's uh uh suffrage Suffrage movement, movement there might be a repeal women's suffrage movement in there the could be. Kind of oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. I would still hesitate, and I know I'm going to sound like my nemesis with this, but I would hesitate <laughs> sure. to. <laughs> <laughs> I would hesitate to put something like that in there. Hmm. Um. I would actually. I really like Samantha's suggestion. Personally, as a player at our table, I think playing uh playing out this women's suffrage movement would be awesome and fun and Me fascinating. Too. Yeah. However, there's a huge level of trust at our table that does not yeah. exist mm-hmm. in most tables. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, That's another issue that. Right. And, and there's also ca- the issue you can't put that in your book, though. You can't. No. So, like, yeah, looking at it two different ways as a player. Don't open this book unless you're a good player. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> unless you're playing with friends and everybody trusts each other, this is not for you. <laughs> um, unless you have level twenty maturity, this exactly. Book is not for you. Right. So, I mean. <laughs> We have an amazing group. We all are really great friends. Um, you know, we can do crazy shit in our game and then go drink beer and be cool. Um, I don't, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to create a game design that people are going to play that don't necessarily know each other. Like, you have to think, well, would this setting work at a con game? Right. Which the answer for that would 100%. I would never want to play a suffrage game at a con game unless it was with people I knew. Right? Oh, yo, yeah. Well, it, yeah, that kind of one of the things that got brought up on the forum was when you're playing in public. Yes. Now, I mean, now I'm my inclination is the same thing about racism. I that's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? We deal with faux racism all the time. When I ran the D and D game, of course. it was the orcs About versus the, orcs the humans. Or the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you people use utensils when you eat or things like that, right? And, yeah, or elves and dwarves, yeah. you know, and it's not no, the same. Nobody no, is actually an elf or yeah. a dwarf <laughs> at the table, <laughs> exactly. so you're not personally attacking anybody by saying something off color as your character. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well, what if I, what I was going to say earlier is I think of Deadlands Reloaded has a, a whole little column that says something like a word about slavery yeah and because you're playing in 1870 something you know and it's it's gone by then alternate yeah but But there's still racism oh sure you know but i think maybe you address it where there could be a women's suffrage movement because that would be a totally interesting storyline or or facet to play but just about being respectful and maybe there is that lines and veils conversation it's like how how realistic do we want our game to be? Give give a synopsis of the lines and veils. Lines and veils. Lines would be like a you do not do this thing. I'm not okay with murdering children. Right. Like that can't be in our game. That's a line. A veil is more like a we can deal with these things, but we kind of fade to black on certain aspects of them. Or they happen off screen. Yeah. Or they happen off screen. Um but I think if if you just address that there are this is a hundred and 
you know, what, 15 years ago, 112 years ago. Mm -hmm. There are different mindsets. You know, there's, we are in our age, 1905 was not our age. So there's racism. There is, women don't have the right to vote. It's still racist. Oh, there is. (laughs) It's just still sexism. It's just go just on Twitter. Not, it's you know, there. I got all the Twitter. <laughs> but I, I, I get what not, you're saying. It's not yeah. PC. No. I like I like the idea, the idea because I don't really trust humanity. Of <laughs> <laughs> and and as someone who sat at a game table, and even as you know, strong as strong as I am, as well spoken as I am, you know, all these things like felt othered, kind of like outcast, kind of at the table. When I'm not mm-hmm. playing necessarily with Happy Jack's people, that's one of the reasons I don't often wander and play other games at conventions sometimes. Because the few times I've tried, it hasn't been a super awesome experience. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily bad, and people aren't necessarily trying to be mean, but it's really, as much as like we've seen like the number of women at like Strategicons double, still sometimes you'll sit at a table and like everyone, they don't know how to act with you. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's not... It's not out of malice, but the you know they'll start making like comments. Their characters will act in weird ways because your character's a female. Um, and I think putting anything into the game where there's already an inequality will just exacerbate that, and in most cases will not play out well for specifically women. I agree. I, I mean, um. <laughs> um I, I really like no it's okay it's fine <laughs> I really like Samantha's I mean we already started you might as well keep it on there okay <laughs> <laughs> I really actually like Samantha's um, suggestion of having it be a recent change like maybe those suffrage groups still exist like maybe it was five years ago so that way the GM can't be like oh you can't have any say in this you're a woman you don't get to vote like if you have the, you sit down with the crappy GM um, so that's in the game canon women legally have the the, the equality. But maybe those suffrage groups are now pushing for something else. Right. What is their political point now? Maybe that's part of the game. These suffrage groups well, that, that fought so hard now are looking for their next kind of battle. The women's suffrage movement and the temperance movement grew out of the same thing, right. which was the fact that husbands were getting drunk and beating the fuck out of their wives, and yeah. the women wanted it to stop. Mm-hmm. And they realized we can't stop it unless... We can vote. We can vote. Exactly. I mean, that's literally what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a very... I mean, it's a very... If you, if you look at that... If you look at that pairing of those two issues, it's a really dark fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And dealing with... The, even even dealing with after that, you're going to be dealing with because what what happens like right after women's suffrage? I I think it wasn't just after or just before prohibition. 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 Oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to look exactly when that was, but I think it was after. Yeah. But I mean, there was a reason those two things were happening at the same time, and a lot of the people that were in one movement were also in the other movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Absolutely. that very reason. Yeah. So, even dealing with it as this has just happened. There's still all of the really dark reasons why it had to happen. Right. That mm-hmm. that are still there. Yeah. And you're never going to get rid of all and of that, that in a game. And, and I don't know is, if you want to. That will never make for a lighthearted game. No. No. <laughs> Ever. But no, it can make no, no. for a really amazing game. It could. I it mean, could. that adds like some richness, some darkness. I mean, there could be, you know, a... a a woman who's gone through this and then fought and, and got the right to vote and now prohibition's part of it. 
And that could add some cool party combat yeah. like with someone is... You know, if you want to play a super fucking dark game, an alcoholic and one's a prohibitionist. Oh, sure. Like, shit <laughs> like that. Like, you can have, like, cool, gritty, kind of a dark game that includes those elements, but I think it's important in the rule set that the women's be at least legally, the women are at least legally given equality. Right. Yeah. Because don't trust humanity, asshole GM. <laughs> See, so... Everyone gets to vote on where you go except you because you're playing a female character. Like, right. But, well, let me ask you about, like, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Not Game of Thrones. Song of Ice and Fire, the role-playing game. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it talks in there about the fact that women don't have the same place in society as men do. Mm -hmm. And their characters are more relegated to court intrigue. Mm -hmm. Because that's really the only weapon they have. Well, I mean, check out Brienne of Tarth. Everyone looks at her like she's got two heads. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right, but the but fact that her see, I don't know where the 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 Song of Ice and Fire role playing game came in when, as the books were being written. But I don't either. Something mm. makes me think that 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 Brienne of Tarth had not been introduced when that game came out. I think because okay, um, before a Song of Ice and Fire or Fire and Ice, I always get Ice and Fire. Reverse. Before the current role playing game came out. Uh, an old company named Guardians of Order, who went under a long time ago, actually produced a Game of Thrones role-playing game. And that was, I think that maybe they had gotten to book three, I think. Maybe? Okay. All right. Maybe? So, I just go, just going by the publication dates, I don't think that... I know it couldn't have gotten to book five. Okay. I right. don't. I don't think. See, and that. Okay, so in because that would if you if you if you are a woman coming to the table and you want to play a female character because a lot of people like playing mm-hmm. the same gender as their character, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like playing as this their gender. It, sitting down for a game like that, you are limited in what you can do. But do the rules say you can't? Build a warrior, or is it just like taboo in it's their culture? The, it's it's a setting thing. It's a setting thing. I'd have to okay. look no, at that. I, no, I don't remember the, that. The table could just say, "We're going to hand wave that," and that's probably what would happen in most cases. In most cases, at a sane table, <laughs> but well, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's a like I'd have to look because I I haven't played that particular system, but there's a difference between there being a cultural setting. And yeah. the rules saying you can't be a warrior. Yeah, like Brienne of Tarth, you were just saying is a great example. Like everyone right. in, she's awesome. She's fucking badass, and everyone like kind of looks at her like she's weird, but she's still very solid in who she is and her her abilities. Oh sure. And then on the other side, you've got the more like traditional role with like Cersei. Um, nobody thinks she's a wilting flower. Like she is, <laughs> especially the last spoilers. Especially the last yeah. oh episode. Oh my god! Play of the game. Um, yeah. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, you can still be a very effective character and play in or out of the cultural norms of yeah. the setting. I was you know, uh, Wolf Wolf says Brienne of Tarth appeared in the second book towards the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. So what were you gonna know, say, Jim? Yeah. So, oh, I, I, good. I was thinking of Weird Wars Rome. Oh, Weird Wars Rome, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, obviously, Contabernium, Roman legions, uh, yeah. not women. 
None. No, none. but no. If you're playing, if you're playing a legion, I mean, I mean, there might be legion. camp right. followers. Right. And in addition to that, though, the book says if you're going to play a woman in this setting, some things you can consider. And I don't think it says you can't. Like, let's not make up a rule. But it said camp followers, but also native. Like, like like native I, Celts, speculators, speculators, all the yeah. Stuff. That would be. I mean, that's one setting where you would think, okay, it would be completely historically inaccurate and kind right. of odd to have a female legionnaire because there just weren't. Yeah, right. No, I mean, there there weren't. Period. Right. And I think people who are drawn to that kind of system are okay with that. They're looking for a more historical venue like type game they're not looking for the dungeon of dragons i want to be a sorceress if you're jumping into that game i wish i would have thought far enough ahead to check my pdf of pendragon because mm-hmm. pendragon is uh it's a loosely brp based game that chaosium originally published all of the years ago and it's all about um playing in king, king arthur's, arthur's time yeah and uh, I think I God, I wish I knew this better. I wish I would have looked ahead of time, but I'm stupid. <laughs> um, I think it says in the 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 source stories there were not female knights. Mm-hmm. But if you want to play a female knight and your group's cool with that, it's your game. Do with it as you will. Right. Oh, we have it right there. I do. Yeah, I feel like that's a good point because that's what I think. You can add options Mm -hmm. into the game system. Like, there is this suffrage movement that exists still, and you can incorporate that into your game, but you're not hampered by it. You're not boxed in or restricted by it. That's what I think. And I think, depending on your approach and what type of game you want to play, and maybe you have uh, some commentary in the beginning, because this is your, uh, your setting book. That it's like, uh, don't be a dumbass, you know? Yeah, right. It's like, be <laughs> respectful of the people you play with. Talk about what type of game you want to play. These are the things that were in the world at the time. But, you know, are you going to play Grey Ranks, which is a book about, you know, Polish uh, people during in 1944? Like, are you going to play Monsiger 1244? Right. Which is about the siege of Monsiger mm-hmm. and the burning of hundreds of you know people during the crusade like are you gonna play that game or are you gonna play around the world in 80 days yeah mm-hmm. yeah no those are yeah those are really good points i i don't know if there's necessarily a right answer i i would i think universally we'd kind of caution against like laying down rules that limit the options to any yeah. type of player. Right. But adding fluff in the setting that is at the discretion of the GM and the players, I think. <clears throat> that might be the best one. Yeah, I mean, it can really unless you're right, the game. Again, unless you're specifically writing a game where I want, and there is a game out there, I can't remember what it's called, that specifically deals with the issue of slavery. Mm-hmm. And I yes, cannot remember is. the name of the game. Yeah, there is. There is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if yeah, you're. I can't remember if, either, if you're. Yeah. If you're coming up with, if, if you're playing a game specifically to deal with certain issues, I can see leaving them in. Yep. You know, it's 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 really interesting because as I'm sitting here, and maybe this isn't interesting, but it is to me. As I'm sitting here, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I I I have trouble conceiving 
of a of a role playing game that specifically deals with slavery, but then I'll have no problem going home and watching Django Unchained tonight. Right. Well, it's just such a weird dichotomy because it's the difference between observing and participating. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, okay, that so, makes sense. Yeah. And I've actually kind of run into this in our um, edge, of, or I'm not our Edge of the Empire game. I'm sorry, our Vast Dominions game. Um, I'm playing a Native uh-huh. American. So mm-hmm. it's something like I've tr- I'm trying to do research on. I'm trying to very much like play it true to history in many ways. Um, and I don't like it's I can't you can't make it a character. Sure. You can't make it like, yeah, I have magical, mystical powers because I'm a Native American. It's like, no, this is an actual religion that people still practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to really kind of. Uh, embody that and respect it at the same time and there's still probably going to be people upset that I'm making that particular choice but you know I'm doing it in a very respectful way I'm not mm-hmm. making it a I, like while it is a character it's not a caricature You're or not a stereotype right a yeah right. Or, right exactly you know, like 1950s right. yeah so so there's definitely a difference between <clears throat> between observing something and then trying to participate and trying to kind of embody a character who has like real baggage and real like mm-hmm. consequences even in the modern world and i just sense. would like to read like a little bit but uh, wait where did it go oh i can't zoom up oh i hate when it does that god dang it no, okay wait no. I, I, someone <laughs> mentioned in the chat room something oh. i was just about to say, simon says said if you're going to do an enfranchisement event within the game i believe you need to start pre-enfranchisement so that there is actually stakes and an arc and it matters the players need to see how bad it once was to appreciate the change within the setting. Thoughts? I see. This is another. This this topic is kind of weird for me, but this is another thing where I don't think I do need to see what it was like before. I mean, our our society, generally speaking, is pretty fucked up, and and I play role-playing games to escape from that why would i want to play a role-playing game where i'm just experiencing more reality that i have to deal with on an everyday basis especially a shittier reality that's already over with especially a shittier reality (laughs) that's already been dealt with think there's a time and a place for that too it may not be as frequent i mean i played monster 1244 which is pretty intense yeah. Um, but it was a really fascinating game. <clears throat> but it's a very different kind of game that you sit down and play. But, I, you know. Yeah, I, I feel... I like that type of game. I like a game that has a lot of conflict. Um, I don't want it to be dark all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's something very cathartic about being a badass female fighter... You know, when I come home from, after I come home from work and my boss is like, oh no, don't lift that box. It's too heavy, honey. (laughs) And then suddenly I'm fighting like, you know, this giant monster and I'm just like murdering it and it's amazing. Did did someone actually say that to you? Yes. <laughs> no. To me. Did, did, I was going to say, did, did that person know that you could probably it, deadlift yeah. them? No, they did not. And it wasn't the aughts of the previous century either. No. Oh my God. Now, yeah. now, what about, now, in your um, Salem Witch Hunt game mm-hmm. or Salem oh, yeah. Witch Trials game, yes. you're, how, did you deal with these kinds of, I mean, obviously the Salem Witch Hunt, mm-hmm. but were you dealing with this kind of stuff in it? A little bit. Like, there was definitely, like, uh, the religious... God, it was so many years ago now. Um, I played that game. I know you did. Yeah. That was, like, the first game. It was an game. awesome game. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, we only had, do we have two women? We had two women at the table. But Yeah. Sarah. And at the time I was, um, uh, I, we only had two female characters, like character characters. Yeah. Um, there was some. I felt like we tried to be respectful of the fact that we were real people. And I made a yeah, big we deal could, about yeah, that at the and beginning. And we couldn't be super outspoken as women. I mean, we mm-hmm. had to kind of work. Oh, so you did take that into account? I, I did. And I'm pretty sure that blood sparrow did yeah i tried to yeah i did a lot of setting up at the beginning Mm -hmm. where like each person had the bio because they were all based on real people who lived at the time okay so this is what really happened this is who you were in this town Mm. so with that also came this is the social norms you know people are really afraid right now and i think that more than anything was it was that fear of the minute they see you as something other than what they think you should be yeah you will probably be targeted as a witch and killed well, because didn't some people even on their character sheet they had some supernatural? Everybody did. Yeah, you all had because I was going to say like that. Yeah, uh, that you, you did didn't it really want to talk about it. Yeah, it was yeah. wild talents. It was <laughs> that's the, the reason for the sandwich trials was that superpowers started appearing in Salem. Yeah, and the their way of reacting to that was like total Burn fear it. and religion and feeling like the devil was taking over their town more than it being just like mutation. You need to run that game again. I know. Oh, you so totally good. need to run that game again. It's such a great game. I can't. Yeah. It's like the game I will never top ever. Like <laughs> even even the Dragon Brothers game, like as amazing as that was, was not quite at the the thing of the Salem game. Yeah. So I think I think there is a really cool element there of the cultural norm and um yep. the the pressure of societal expectations on the women, but also on them all religiously. Like they mm-hmm. all had to seem very religious um, at all times. They had, could show if they had powers, they'd be very subtle about d- using their powers in any way, mm-hmm. which was co- a cool element because they, they were like terrified to use their powers. So they yeah. was like super subtle and like they'd sneak, make sure nobody was yeah. around at all. <laughs> was so. the, did you have any sort of like visible effect of their powers? For some of them, yeah. Like, some of them had more subtle things. One of them, w- I think, was, like... God, I don't remember. One of them was, like, a pyro. So, like, setting things on fire. So, he had to be really careful about how he did that. So, it looked like it was random. And he wasn't, like, staring at it. Because can, can you imagine being, like, someone in Salem who, like, can set things on fire with your eyes? Yeah. Dude, that's the devil <laughs> right there. Right, that <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> so, I don't remember what all their powers were. But, like, they all... I, I specifically designed them to have some sort of observable uh-huh. thing okay because okay. i i didn't want them to be able to just like oh look at the thing of it like no jean grays you can't like make things influence fly bad luck or something right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. it was all something that you either had to look at it or touch it to make it happen so that you couldn't just make things magically happen you had to actually someone who was watching closely enough would be able to see that you did it and, and mm-hmm. know that there's a causal relationship yes uh, oh that's crazy kind of getting back to this suffrage thing women's suffrage also i mean there were places on the globe that women did have the right to vote sure already too so like there are places on the globe right now where women can't drive yep right <clears throat> yeah so i think that that might be a cool element too is like yeah is describing the world at the time and this place and this place and this place so if yeah. you wanted to be a really outspoken woman maybe you're from new zealand yeah wherever you were which right. was 30 years they were the first oh were they of, yeah. yeah nine like almost 30 years ahead of us. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I like to point out, though, in the chat room, no I don't so remember smug. who it was, yeah. <laughs> but someone <laughs> mentioned way back, I tried to scroll back, that there is a, a system that um, has a penalty or something for women menstruating. 
Was oh it, my God. Was, was it, it fatal? fatal? No, no, it was something. Scroll Jinx. back. It was something I was actually super surprised about. That's crazy. And I don't know if they were joking, but it's sad that because of sort of the gaming climate that has existed for so long and is just there's now no starting to, to change. And, there's, and they, these people talk. They do. I know. I want to <laughs> If you said that, repeat yourself. They're going to, yeah. 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 Whoever that was, if you can let us know what game that was. And if you were joking, but it, the saddest thing is like, I don't know if you're joking or not. Like, it's an actual possibility. It totally wouldn't right. surprise me if such a game exists. some system out there is like, oh, and women who are menstruating are negative one to your roles or something. It's like, Seriously, should be like plus five for extra yeah. rage, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's basically just berserk mode. I can bleed for a week and not die. That deserves some fucking props, dude. <laughs> That's a plus to toughness, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a game a long time ago. I don't remember what it was. More of a recurring problem with me forgetting shit. What was I saying? Oh, oh no. Yeah. So there was a game uh, a long time ago that it actually went into um, statistical differences. Between men and women, mm-hmm. and there was a long uh, preamble about it about how, um, while a lot of people may not agree that men may be generically stronger than women or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm just using that as an it's example, fine. not making a statement. No, it's fine. that it was realistic, and so we included in the game. But if you don't feel that that's appropriate for your table, feel free to not include it. Right, like the charisma bonus. <laughs> Like, if you're a female character in some games, like, you get, like, bonuses to, like, charisma, and you can... It's oh, like, because so you've got breasts. Really? That's, Maybe. that's kind of <laughs> Get, like, a bonus I have bonus. breasts. I don't get a charisma bonus? What the fuck? No. Take no. it up with the designers, man. Assholes. No, you don't get a charisma bonus for your breasts. No, 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 no. Mine require a push-up bra and lots of padding, so... <laughs> so do mine. So yeah, they just said uh, it was Shadowrun Fourth Edition. Shadowrun Fourth Edition, no shit. That's what they said. I don't wow. know. Right? I was surprised yeah, when I heard that. It says that. Yeah, yeah this is chat room. Or, or is that? Or are they talking about stats changing for menstruation? No, no, just <laughs> between genders. No, no, that that was what they said earlier. Or I think clarify in the chat room yeah because i swear to christ that <laughs> it was shadow run for insane. a few of them do cyber everything says mm-hmm. I'm, but i don't know if that's what he's talking about or if he's talking about no the, he's the he's one who made the comment earlier oh, he was. okay all no, right he, i think he was the one who made that comment earlier oh so it's in the 20th anniversary edition i have that edition i, I will read too. that i'll try to plow through that horrible book and <laughs> see if i can figure thing. out look, yeah it's hard to why, read why would <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Why would there be stats for he, he menstruating? Was, he was in mad at his ex-wife. Fucking that's shadow why. run. <laughs> how how does that even? He was mad at his ex-wife. That's why. But how, I'm telling you, but that's why. Fucking. How, I I don't even understand. I'm <laughs> that's so because lost. You're cool. I don't. I. <laughs> I there are guys out there who are going, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And <laughs> women probably do. Who Mutton knows? chops, I'm like, fedora, completely <laughs> bad <laughs> scent. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. no, we, we should we should reiterate this is unsubstantiated, like chat room. We haven't read it. Speculation. <laughs> it may but, not be uh, speculation. It, uh, well, I trust them more than I, I trust myself right. when it comes I tried to, to Google. Google. They totally know everything. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, by the way, because I had to know, because I thought it was around the same time. It, uh, same year for uh, prohibition and women. Oh, it was the same right year. Th- okay. Yeah, 1920. Uh, okay. Yeah. 18th and 19th hmm. Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Is, that, is this talked out? 
So uh, our but, consensus is. I don't know. We've talked about the period. Did we come paradox to a consensus or just? We didn't. <laughs> Wow. Dave seventy seven like says oh. elves menstruate. Tim, shut up. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Both both genders. You're so charming. I, I I know that when Dave tells me to shut up, he's just expressing his love. So that's, it's okay. that's how he says I love you, man. That's how he says I love you, man. Is shut up, Tim. That's so my consensus, which I'll say it again because I think it's important, <laughs> is uh, not to like put it down in the rules, like. Negative two to when you're menstruating. I don't even fucking know that, right? But but it's but incorporating fluff that people can use or not at their discretion is probably the way to go. Because I think it's a cool, interesting element Mm -hmm. that I would love to play with people I like and trust. Okay, as a game designer, that's a helpful comment. Yes, but as a GM, if you're going to run the game, what is your suggestion? and, uh, real quick, oh, yeah. what what specifically were you talking about? Because I was recoiling from humanity in general right? for a couple minutes. Oh. Were you talking about... I was talking about his vast dominions as his game design about this... You weren't talking about menstruation? No. Okay. No. no. Okay. We, were because, back, we were back to like women's suffrage. Yeah, we went back yeah. to that. Social Sorry. Because that makes me weep for humanity. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for a menstruation mechanic. No. Oh, no. he says, page 262, small <laughs> box, pheromone scanner table. Oh my God. Holy shit. For the love of Christ, <laughs> I swear my God. I... It's a thing. Right? And this is why I feel for those women that you... That like are you're like oh god, they're just here for their boyfriend. Like I'm not saying necessarily like to 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 target you, but like whenever you see a woman looking kind of down at a con, like it's probably not because she's there with her boyfriend. It's probably because she just got out of a game that has a table about menstruation in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's funny. That's fair. <laughs> I don't ever make that assumption. I know. I'm, I'm just saying you that shit because because you brought it up. I mean, no, because yeah. back then mm-hmm. that's literally what it was. I mean. You think? No, I know that for a fact. Okay. I know that for a fact. Okay. Because the dude that I went there, his girlfriend brought us. Okay, so you have a very No, okay. but I, I, I know that. I would Because never... everyone knows that anecdote equals data. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Go ahead, though. I would never make that assumption. <laughs> There's a menstruation table. Jesus. Yeah. It's a menstruation table. Well, I don't table. think it's a menstruation ta- no, table. No, It's I know. probably it's a, a modifier for the pheromone scanner. Pheromone scanner. Scanner. Yeah. Okay, but even I, no, I can't. Maybe yeah, elves have heat. Maybe, Maybe elves go, go into, into heat because it has elves and dwarves too. That's a totally separate thing than menstruation. I know, but maybe that's maybe part they of. They don't the, know that, huh? Maybe the people who wrote the book don't know that. Maybe is, you know what? It was probably written by the same people who actually put stats on chainmail bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Um, I would say for a GM, know your table. If you don't know, talk yep. to the people first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, go up to the girls at your table and be like, so I think this is a cool thing to role play. If you have no interest in this because you deal with douchebags all day and you don't want to deal with douchebags in the game picking on you, then... Would, would that be awkward for you? No. If he came and told me, <coughs> like, in private or, like, in a... Like, I actually, like... Our, our group is open enough and we have enough, like, cool debates and discussion that, like, Stu being like, hey, like, with the table around, like, I think that'd be a cool discussion. I wouldn't mind that. If it was, uh, but I think, uh, I'm making assumptions now about most gaming groups, is that the woman would probably like to be asked in private ahead of time. 
Because there would be someone Because who- they're going to look at, say, okay, who am I playing with? Right. <laughs> You're going to see they adults? running across their face. <laughs> right. Yeah. And everyone there is going to feel <clears throat> rejected if they're like, I'm really not comfortable playing that. They're like, well, why not? Right. Don't you trust us? Okay. So, and there's also like... <clears throat> or then you're suddenly the person who's going to bring things down. Right. 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 Yeah. And yeah, you're the one person who's sense, yeah. not cool, with, even though it's historical and yeah. And so I would say to GMs, if you are in doubt and you feel you might need to have this conversation... Leave it out. Yes. Just yeah. leave it out. Yep. Yeah. 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 If you think it might offend people, who knows? Maybe it will. It pro- yeah. 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 <laughs> and you know what? If it's in the source book, if a char- if a woman wants to be a suffragette, she's going to pick up on it and she's going to make her character with it. Right. So she's going to introduce it herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have an asshole who's like, I'm, you know, against suffrage and that's how he made his character and you haven't really discussed it ahead of time maybe talk about it well, with I, him first. I, I could see where you could have a very dynamic game yeah <coughs> if you have that as part of the arc of exactly. no women shouldn't right. have the right to vote they're the lesser of the two and hatefulness and, and ass hattery or yeah. anything right, right. yeah like because absolutely then there's yeah absolutely like dave would play an amazing you know, person who was against <laughs> suffrage. Like, right. amazing. And then two seconds later, like, we'd be friends and he'd be talking about his daughters and how much he loves his <laughs> wife and all this fun stuff. And it'd be great. And he'd make me pie. It'd be awesome. Right. Um, but then, like, at the table, like, there'd be a lot of people who they'd play it and you're like, I, I think you really think this and you're just afraid to say it the rest <laughs> of your life. This is your uh-huh. one moment where you can say this yeah. to me and not be held accountable. Right. Wolf in the chat room. Seriously, though. Why do we need hardline answers to questions that can be solved as simply as talking to the group? Why problem make when you no problem have, you don't want to make. Exactly. There you go. And it kind of gets back to truth. Women, like, are all different. Like, I could sure. feel one way. Oh, yeah. And the sure, women at your table. <laughs> <laughs> the women at your table could feel a totally different way. And Bennies oh. are still an amazing mechanic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did they ever invite you back to write another article? Who? No. I, I didn't think so. Think so. <laughs> no. I believe I had, we had a bet about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> emails. emails. Oh, that's right. We have emails <laughs> to do still, huh? <laughs> that's a good topic, though. We've almost talked an hour. <laughs> well. Thanks, and a short game, run, a short run game idea from Steve in Atlanta. First off, thanks for all the advice on getting my group. Oh, let me just say thank you to uh, Simon Says yeah. for giving us a, a, a provocative topic. Yes, very yeah, good. Right. Very much so. <laughs> thank yeah. you. And there's another one that got that showed up today or yesterday. I'm, I'm coughing. Hold on. <coughs> Do you I've coughed, but another beer. I, I actually have cough drops. I think I should okay. probably chew on one. Are, are they your your hateful ones? These are the hate flavored. Yeah, hate <laughs> flavored. Yeah, I think they're actually pine flavored. What? Like IPAs? Like pine salt? Mm, no, they're more. There's one in there. If you want to try it, what is it? Uh, it a hate flavored. Hate flavored cough drop. Cough drop. I will flavored. smell it. I okay. don't want to. <laughs> Smelling doesn't give you the, the the total thing. No, it's it got doesn't. eucalyptus in it. Oh, I like eucalyptus. Oh, here. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the smell of <laughs> It's got eucalyptus that's reduced in a butter hate saute. 
first off, thanks for the advice on getting my group to RP more. We'll try it out in the next session. Well, don't thank us yet. Um, I hope to run a few short, uh, short, few shot story. Oh, I hope to run a few shot story of Numenera for a group while the GM is busy with work. This is what I am thinking and would like your input on any red flags I may be missing. My players will start with three plus characters each, all pre-gen, one of each type, and a few extra for the table. I I take it type is something specific to Numenera, like a class? I'm assuming it's like a class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And there comes the wheezing. Do you want someone else to read this one while you breathe? Um... Well, I don't have a I don't have a rescue inhaler, so no. oh, okay. Um, they are part of a military group, and the tide of battle has turned in a big way. The commander orders them to reach the bunker and inform the elite troops of the status. The players pick one of their three to start, and they are all beginning, and they all begin running for their lives. All of the available pre-gen PCs are in the group. Just no focus yet. Four players equals 12 to 15 PCs. We can go through chases, escapes, true love. Wait a sec. Wrong setting. Um, We can go through chases, battles, uh, skill check, encounters. Give the players a chance to see how all those types are played in Numenera. The GM can set the stakes pretty high, killing off PCs frequently. If someone dies, they pick up the next PC sheet and go for it. As the group gets whittled down, they get closer to the goal. Whoever is left reaches the bunker and gives the report to the elite troops. They are, of course, the actual PCs that the group will now create since they understand better how each type works. Once created, the new PCs will have a goal already in place and some investment. I see this approach working well for new players to the system or in general. Um, Make it clear up front that the PCs are expendable and are for the players to experiment with the skills and abilities often. And the GM gets to kill off many PCs, scratching that itch for a change. Do you see any gaping holes in this plan? Would you... I would expect... Most people would find it cool, but sometimes outside opinions would be welcome. Take a drink... For tomorrow we die, Steve from Atlanta. P.S. I'm really from Atlanta. I'm not sure how to prove it, though. P.P.S. You should come to Dragon Con. Big podcast presence. P.P.P.S. Die is the singular of dice. Much better <laughs> option and more fun. <clears throat> this reminds me a lot of what I've heard of the the funnel in mm. um, Thank you. Dungeon Call... Dungeon crawl, dungeon crawl classics. Because characters are really easy to kill early on. Yo. Well, my understanding is you make like a metric butt ton of these zero level characters, yeah. And then and then you run them all through this thing called the funnel, which is some sort of mm-hmm. I haven't actually played it, but it's some sort of a like a pre game game which whittles down all those characters, and the one that's left is the one you play. This sounds kind of like that, but uh, but it has the twist of. Once you get through the funnel, you then report to the character you're going to create and actually play. I think that sounds kind of cool. That's yeah. the thing that made me... At first I was going, no, no, no! <laughs> but when it, once it got to the point where when you get to the elite troops, 
then you that player will make the character they want to make. Yeah. Rather you, than do a switcheroo. Yeah, because you've, you've, you've But I like through. this guy. I've been playing him, and he's the one guy who's survived all the way, and I like him, <laughs> and he's my favorite, and now I can't play him. And maybe no. That's the one thing that might happen. Well, well, but in that case, why couldn't you just say, yeah, okay, fine. You make that guy's that. twin brother, and he's an yeah. elite troop or whatever. Right. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> you made it all the way through. Yeah, you exactly. get promoted. You're yeah. an elite troop now. Congratulations. Yep. Well, and good on him. Uh, I didn't know that anybody actually played Numenera because I thought thought everybody paid a shit ton of money to buy the gorgeous book because it's fucking gorgeous and it's it's a very cool system. But I'm always like... Why doesn't anybody play Numenera? <laughs> and all those copies of Numenera's are... are, are they're Numenera, beautiful. They're, they're sitting on a million coffee tables, and every time someone yep. comes over, they go, Ooh, look at this pretty book. Oh, look at that. <laughs> no one actually plays it. No, so that's awesome. And, and if you turn around and look over by the front door, you'll also see a copy of Traveler 5. They're holding the door open. <laughs> holding the door open, yeah. <laughs> or balancing out the table that mm-hmm. Numenera is sitting on. It's too thick. No, there's no table that's off by that much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, then... I- under the back wheels of your car so it doesn't roll down the driveway. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. I actually <laughs> think that's go. a super cool idea also. I did uh, some got to play in something similar when we played Dragon Age where we did these little uh, mini stories with different like, okay, you're going to all be dwarves this round. And then you're going to all be mages this round. And then so you got a flavor for the system. Mm-hmm. And the world and the types of characters. So you could kind of go, oh, this is the one I'm kind of in love with. So right. I think that's a very cool idea. Yeah. We approve. I yes. like it. Yeah, it sounds really fun. Sounds, sounds fun. really cool. Baby Blues from Jim Toe. I'll do this one. Cool. Hey, crew. Turn the page. <laughs> <clears throat> After being told by multiple doctors it wasn't going to happen, I slipped one past the goalie and knocked up my wife. (laughs) Nice. The doctor thought we were three months pregnant. We had an ultrasound the next day and discovered that we were actually six months pregnant. Let me tell you, when you hear that, it will knock you on your ass. Suddenly, I need to convert my guest room into a nursery, buy a bunch of baby furniture, and generally try to ready for baby gym toe in three months. Excellent. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Super fucking cool. So I sold all my old video game systems and all but three of my RPG books. Don't worry, I have the PDF backups uh, of nearly all the RPG books. It had an entire shelf of, uh, I had an entire shelf of old out of print Call of Cthulhu adventures that brought in enough money to pay for nearly all the furniture. I then can- <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. I then canceled plans I had made to go to several cons over the next year. So I tossed out plans that included uh, uh, included future, future physical RPG purchases. Sadly, I also canceled next year's motorcycle trip uh, with a BACA brother, which is going to be riding Route 66 from Mount Joseph, Missouri, to the end in California. Oh, that. Colorado Boulevard. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to celebrate with Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Pasadena. Damn Aww. fucking straight. <laughs> well, well, if you decide to do that in the future, let me know and I'll, I'll, we'll I'll be my treat. totally have Roscoe's Because I love waffles. Roscoe's. Yeah. And it's just down the street. It's so good. Well, across Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I know a shockingly small number of people who come back to gaming in under, uh, in under a year after having kids. But, <laughs> But I know many, many people who just quit the hoppy altogether as soon as their precious little crotch droppings <laughs> arrive. <laughs> crotch droppings. Jesus. Wow. Many, 
Many of these people had been gaming since they were kids, but I've been playing for less than 10 years. I'm not ready to give it up. All I know right now is that I plan to take a minimum of three months off after the baby is born, more if needed, and then I'll be only playing online every other week. My wife is fully supportive of this, and I know a lot of Happy Jack's hosts have kids, so I figured this is a good place as any to ask. Do you have any advice for new parents who are trying to keep themselves in the hobby? Jimto. Obligatory P.S. If Stork is there, can he say in his best radio announcer voice, I tried sniffing Coke once, but the ice cubes (laughs) got caught in my nose. He's not Uh, here. No. If no Stork... What about some windy draws? Oh, I tried nipping the coke, but one, but the girl got caught down not my nose. What the fuck did you just say? PPS. I'm not selling my Harley. I must have had 20 people ask me that in the past month or so. Good for you. Yay. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. uh, congratulations again, yeah, Jim Toe. There's a reason why people, a shockingly small number of people who come back to the hobby in under a year after having kids do that. It's because they're ch- they're, it's not, there's not enough time yeah. to gain. Yeah. You and your child is one year old. Yes. Yeah. Around the time they go to school. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when everyone comes back into the hobby. <laughs> that's about, no, yeah. about right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Once, once they're in, in school... Maybe a little before then, but not a lot. I would think it would help if mom played, but maybe perhaps that's not the situation. Because then maybe, maybe it's you know, baby's doesn't. like six, but, eight months old. But even so, when when the kids are when the kids are that Ooh. young, and you know, you put them to bed, the last thing that you want to do is gear up and prep for your RPG. You want to sit on the sofa, turn on some TV, and pass out. I feel like we should call Dave. <laughs> Yeah. Dave is an extreme case. He's well, an outlier. You know, yes, that's, yeah. maybe that is part of the deal. It's like I don't know if there's, you know, if there's a kind of a quasi at-home caretaker, uh, whichever one it is. Maybe you have to make the deal where, like, you know, if you have good quality baby time, everybody gets there one day a month. They can do a thing. Well, let me just say, you aren't going to do fuck. <laughs> Until the kids sleeping through the night. I was going to yeah. say because that yeah. just ain't fair. That has no kids. Yeah, because <laughs> it, well, it, at three months, if the baby's sleeping through the night at three months, which may or may not be the case. Yeah. If you, if once you once you know for a fact you're going to go to bed and get a full night's sleep, then you can kind of start considering doing yep. other th- other fun things. But until yep, that okay. time comes, you got to switch off back and forth, and you're going to have those nights where the kid's going to be up and just isn't going to go back to sleep, and you're going to have to take turns, or either one of you is going to die of sleep deprivation. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Yeah. Work boss says the trick is to stop. I think you're a great optimist, <laughs> and I think you have a very shiny look on life if you think you're going to come back to gaming in three months. Right. <laughs> I'll just I, say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think I the biggest deciding factor will be your baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> some people get super chill babies, and they can do stuff, and they mm-hmm. sleep through the That's night immediately. True. And some people are screwed and get babies who don't sleep through the night until they're 15. And <laughs> <laughs> what are you I mean, Allie about? was tough. I still don't sleep through Allie the night. Allie was tough. Allie was really tough. Oh, my God. And th- I mean, oh my God. sleep deprivation for oh. months. Well, no. Months. Well, and even after that, like, oh, my God. I remember one time we were on a trip with the wives and, and Heather and I were staying in a hotel room with the kids. Oh my God, Allie would not stop screaming. I finally, <laughs> I was just holding her to keep her from thro- oh. throwing this tantrum. She must have been five because Zachary was born. 
And literally... Well, no, she's two years older than Zachary. Okay, so she must have been... Well, no, because Zachary How was old, old was Zachary? enough. No, he was like w- around was one. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he walked a little late. Okay. So she's probably... Four? Two and a half. Yeah. No. Three and a half. Yeah. She was like... In full on tantrum and because it was it's like, not her room, right? And yeah. we were had been wow. at Feral Day, and literally, I just held her because she was just throwing things around the room and stuff. And I was so tired; she was screaming in my face, and I was still trying to fall asleep. Like literally, <laughs> oh it was God. like a battle of wills to see who was going to be tired and fall asleep first. She can be a tiny ball of hate. Sometimes. I know, <laughs> and I, I think I won though because I woke up the next day and she was still next to me. So I think she just screamed, and she must have fallen asleep like thirty seconds before I did because it all worked out. So Wow. No. wow. <laughs> oh, and I'm not even a parent. Wow. Yeah. You're a, you're a godparent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of parent. Yeah, that's kind so, of that's yeah. close. <laughs> In a year, maybe. Three months, <clears throat> maybe. It depends. <laughs> depends, yeah. on, depends on what the little bundle of joy decides. Yep. <clears throat> but I wish you luck. Yes. Yeah, good luck. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, we, got to, we, we got to the point. I mean, I, I stopped gaming long before I had kids. And I got back into it because they got to the point where they're old enough and mm-hmm. they're doing their own thing. It's like, well, yeah, I, there's room now where I can go ahead and start doing that. Yeah. Plus, the fourth edition was released, and we wanted to play that and then bash on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't, not at first, but then no. we realized. Oh, oh god! <clears throat> Six hours of combat. What is this? <laughs> character and game creation from Jonathan. Who would like to read character and game creation? From Jonathan? I'll take that one if no one else wants to. Yeah, go, go for it. Hello again. <clears throat> I'm looking to start a D&D 5e campaign. Everyone, myself included, is very well versed in role-playing games and have decided to play and have played a bit of D&D in the past. I'm torn between a few options. First, whether to create a pool of characters and and, and have everyone pick so there's a balanced party all ready to go or have everyone create their own characters which would take longer and require much more prep time. Second, whether to work out a campaign with NPCs, politics, and non-combat scenarios, or just create a Borderlands-style minus the gun series of dungeon crawls with loot and XP rewards at the end. I'm going to get by you real quick. I'm getting unmiked for a second here. Thank you for standing by for that. Uh, I know the dungeon crawls could eventually morph into a proper campaign, and that's what I might end up doing. Hmm. However, the character creation is my real concern because of a past experience. Not so much of a horror story as a bad GM. (laughs) (laughs) This guy I met in class found out I liked D&D, and instead of alerting a local church youth group, he asked if I'd like to join in a game he was starting. I agreed, and he told me to create a Pathfinder character. I'd gotten over my hatred of Pathfinder by then, and that the setting he had created was low magic, kind of like Game of Thrones, so I couldn't make a wizard or sorcerer. I could make a cleric, but he had homebrew rules about that. I made a half-orc ranger. I created without knowing what anyone else was playing or how many there'd be. The other two players who ultimately joined were a rogue a pickpocket thief type, and a sorcerer, with no changes to his skills or anything. 
Sessions quickly became boring for me, as the rogue would go off on thieving expeditions, and combat was us basically poking the enemy's ankles until the sorcerer could fire off a spell. Combat took forever, because the DM kept throwing monsters at us that had special abilities and higher HP than, say, goblins or kobolds or guards. Oh my. Goblins goblin and kobolds and guards. Oh my. <laughs> The player's choices of characters completely derailed what the DM had planned. No one stopped the rogue from wandering off by himself. He did the thieving at night, so we got to go to sleep. Uh, so, please stand by. No one stopped the rogue from wandering off by himself, and he did the thieving at night, so, quote, we go to sleep, unquote, became an hour-long detour as the DM insisted on playing a solo RP session with the rogue. Oh my complete oh no. with skill checks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm reading flashbacks. This is why I asked You managed <laughs> that really well, though. You, you did a great job of managing that, so it didn't, like, adversely affect our playing or our fun. I tried. <laughs> This is why I ask about whether or not to let the players create their own characters. If I present them with pre-made PCs, odds are they'll go along with it, but I don't want them to feel like I'm forcing them to play my story. On the other hand, if I let them create their own characters, it'll take longer, and I'll likely end up with an unbalanced motley crew of murder hobos. <laughs> this ended up being longer than I anticipated. I'll bet a lot of the emails written by listeners go this way. <laughs> Jonathan Elbrick. I'm not going to say the last name. No. Um, I think that whenever possible, unless you have like a con game where it's a fixed beginning, middle, and end, and you have specific characters for that, that you should let the characters, uh, the I'm sorry, the players generate their own characters, but do it as a group. I think so too. Yeah. Do it yeah, as a group. Sit thing. down, do it as a group. So, so you get a party. Yeah. yeah. So you get a party. You don't wind yeah. up with, you know... The sorcerer and the thief and uh, a half orc ranger. Off, yeah, all by two face vampires, a gangrel, <laughs> and a, a stand-up comedian. Well, then at least I might, <laughs> I might have been speaking from experience on that one. Yeah, you know well, what? It's working out it's fine. Yeah, you no, know, but and it, you knew it, what you were getting into. <clears throat> yeah, like you knew what you had. If you have four barbarians and a halfling thief, then you know what you're in for. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's working out fine. Yeah, no, it is. It's amazing. I love that game so much. <laughs> and really, you're probably going to get murder hobos either way. Like, especially, especially even if, if you make the characters, I mean, like, yeah, they're going to end up probably burning things. At least one. You know what? <laughs> you can give them pregens, and they're going to burn things. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. God, why like, do all why do all players want to burn things? Because it solves a lot of problems. <laughs> I, mean, I, can't, I can't handle yeah. players that just want to burn down houses and stuff. <laughs> it, it gets rid of a lot of evidence. Yes. There's there's actually logical reasons that the, the party wants to do it. Yeah. And sometimes enemies burst into flames. Yes. That's true. They do. Uh, they do. Randomly. Yeah. We weren't <laughs> expecting that. Yeah. I, I, I would... <clears throat> I would not be into a game if I se came to play our first th session or whatever and was handed a character for a campaign. Yeah. yeah. That would not be something yeah, that it, interests me. No. It, it's, it's one thing... L5R. I made the three characters, the main characters, the, the, the mm -hmm. Dave, Tyler, and Stork. Yeah. 
made I made them pregens. That's true. Yes. However, <clears throat> at the end of the first session, because I listened to it not too long ago, oh. you said. I want to keep going with this. If you guys want to make uh, your own characters, right. that's totally awesome. Oh, yeah. Or you can None keep of those. Them did, and they were like, nah, fuck it, I'll keep this one. Yeah. I made my own character. Yes. Because that was a late addition to that game. And you were playing a Shugenja, and I'm like, I haven't even read the Shugenja. I know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but, oh. But what I was going to say is we used to do that <clears> a lot in, in one of my earlier groups is the, the DM would, or the GM would plan on playing a fixed length game Mm -hmm. so it was no big deal for him to say okay here's the characters that i've got for this and you can pick through them and you know two or three sessions later when the game was done but whenever we were playing a campaign something that was more open-ended and you know like the moat where it just keeps going and right awesome stuff keeps (laughs) happening i mean and that's it's just going going. i'm not saying that bad i'm saying it's good because it keeps going and awesome shit keeps happening I don't think I, I don't think that would be the same way if Stu had been like, okay, uh, here's your Ventru and yeah. here's your oh, Corridor. Yeah. yeah. It, that would not work the We'd same way We never would have had Scully Wallace. That would have been so sad. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little miniature sheriff. Oh, <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, thank o- you, Jonathan. O- yeah. Oh, Barrick. Uh, hopefully we answered your question, too. The Right Way to Game, okay. from Andy, the Tackle DM. Who would like to read this? We're down to the last one, Sam. Sure. You want it? I'll do it. And if you can, read it like this. I think you're going to... You don't have to. I'm kidding. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me think about that. No. No. Not doing that. You'll see why. To the dearest, venerable, teeth. Chief Douche and the Douchebag Brigade. I've listened to hundreds of hours of Happy Jack's RPG podcast, Mm -hmm. and by now I have learned a few things. I'm happy for the things I've learned about how to run a better game. I'm happy for the things I've learned about what I'll never do in a game I run. (laughs) Those awful, awful horror stories. (laughs) As any good junior high maturity level fan would conclude, really just the tip is enough to get the job done. (laughs) 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 on your last podcast however i was drawn to sadness it was so disappointing to me to hear chief douchebag and the whole brigade regale the many dozens of audience listeners and (laughs) chatters with the tales of the right way to game Thank goodness we have you as our moral compass to guide us away from any kind of Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or combat-based tactical RPG. (laughs) Damn! There certainly are no redeeming qualities and no redeeming value to anyone who plays any kind of game such as this. Hold on one second. An important message just came through. Uh... At the game convention on Saturday only, there will be games on demand at Gateway 2016. And these are being run by Tomes, who is in the chat room right now to remind me. Yay, Tomes. Yay, Yay Tomes. <clears throat> so if you do not get a time slot, or if you do not get a game in a time slot, so if you don't get the 9 a.m. slot, you don't have a game, at 9.30, they're going to start games on demand that will run through that that time slot. Yeah. So again, at two p.m., you don't have a game. By two thirty, just ask where games on demand is. You can you'll be able to get in the game that way. 
So there you go. Thank you, Tomes. We back should, to the email. Yeah, go back to the email. That's fine. I was <laughs> going to say, we should all like take like, the best games we've ever, ever run. And, and just run go, them for games run on the end. Except you only have like three and a half hours. You can do it fast. Yeah. Well, we've already done it once. We practiced, right? Sure. <laughs> That's how that works. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. Back to, back to the whiny email. I mean, great email. Fabulous <laughs> 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 email. Okay, where was I? Um, for them, there is simply oh, yes. there is simply for them no. there is simply no hope. Oh. It causes one to wonder if the noble goal of the podcast is to challenge, inform, and inspire their listeners to become dungeon masters. I wonder what the most popular and most widely adopted and most easily used game to gather a group of friends to try out this gaming thing could possibly play any role in adding value to creating new dungeon masters. Not most easily used. Go ahead. <laughs> I take I'm serious with that. Yes. Indeed, in the age of modern gaming, 5th edition is only now the most popular of all editions ever published from any RPG. Parentheses, reference Mike Merle's EN World. There was a link to something oh. where Mike Merle's talked about the... Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about the really real. <laughs> if it were me, I would suspect if my goal was to inspire new dungeon masters, I would have some recognition that fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons and character optimization and loot hoarding and treasure downtime. Okay, your grammar's killing me, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maximizing could bring newer players and new games. Period. But maybe that's just me. Andy, the tactical GM, Amorphous Blob Games. P.S. Your bitter may be showing. Oh, maybe yours is too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Stu's ready. He's been planning for this. I. Wait, made... no, no, no. Let's finish and then start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. P.S.S. And I actually, isn't it P.P.S.? Yes. Not PSS. No, postscript shit. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> oh, damn. Postscript. Can't you finish that drink you was? Oh. <laughs> left. Sure. Yeah, Shots I'll need this. fired. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Which beer? You've had more than one? That's my third. Yes. Yeah. I just went and got a fourth. P, okay, it should be P-P-P-S. Keep <laughs> inspiring and helping others to run better games. P-P-P-P-S. Insert Polish man soundboard quote if it hasn't already been done here. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? Just before Stu gets started, I'm going to just point out that the real point of this podcast is for us to hang out as friends and drink a lot of stuff. That yeah. is correct. That is the actual point. <clears throat> and back in the day when nobody listened to us and nobody, that's what we did weekly. <laughs> And the, I would also the say the purpose has not changed. If you go and you look at like the early, very earliest episodes, and maybe even some of the stuff I wrote, the the wh- one of the main purposes of up as up for us doing the show was to get more game masters. Yeah, yeah. Not dungeon masters. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's a subtle nah. subtle hint. You're, you're it's not that subtle. <laughs> it's so, not that subtle. <laughs> so I get this email and I'm like, well, what the fuck did I say? So I went back and I listened to all two hours of last week's episode after I got this email because this 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 email came in this week. This is the most recent email that came in, and I I put it to the front of the line because I oh, critical stuff I always put up to the front of the line. 
and I was a little. I, I'm listening through the episode. I think I remember. There was a joke I made because Jib was sitting right there where you are and said, yep. "Oh, I, I started running a new D and D fifth edition oh, I game," and that. I said, yep. "I'm sorry." That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so I read the email, went back and listened to the all fucking two hours of us yammering <laughs> on. <laughs> And I thought, he can't be that sensitive. Put on a fucking diaper if you get that butt hurt. I'm where's sorry. Where's your crying sound? Wah. Oh, you went Jamie? That right there? Yeah, that one. Seems appropriate. But th- the thing that I did not remember was here at the bottom, if it were me, I would suspect if my goal was to inspire new Dungeon Masters, I would... Uh, I would have some recognition that 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons and character optimization and loot hoarding and treasure downtime maximizing would bring new players to the game. You mean like the fucking email where the guy called in complaining about a game because all of the other players were maximizers. He was having a horrible fucking time and they said, you should spend all your time crafting fucking grenades because it's cheaper than buying them. The guy who wants to leave the game, that's the guy you're talking about bringing into the hobby, you fuck. Did you even listen? He wrote it drunk. I'm pretty sure he wrote it drunk. <laughs> so I don't know. If he's talking about that, he's fucking high. I don't think I've ever seen you rant quite like that before. <laughs> well, I, the thing is, when you just read that right now, I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about that fucking email. That poor guy in, this, in, the, in the Star Wars game who's dealing with people. He wasn't there, so they played his character as an NPC. And the game turned into a bunch of mur- murder hobos who were just going around trying to gather as much shit as they possibly can. Sound familiar? <laughs> I, I haven't listened to that episode. Oh, you haven't? Okay. No. Yeah, so I think that's what he's talking about. I, uh, I think I think the thing that set him off was the I'm sorry joke to Jib about the D&D thing, and he's like... And then when we're... When, I do remember when you said that, feeling like, oh? Like I was a little surprised, because there's a lot of shitting on... D&D that happens. There's a lot of shitting on Savage Worlds. And there's a lot of shitting on Savage Worlds and Pathfinder. But I remember thinking, how many episodes of 5e and 4 20. And I was kind of surprised you were like, I wasn't offended, but I was like, oh. Because I knew you were like, oh, okay, I'm done with that. I ran the D&D game because I I do a podcast and I wanted to run the D&D game because people would expect it. Yeah. The, the, the I don't is, like D and D. I've never sure. liked D and D. I kind the of thing thought, is you. You may have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I didn't fin- mean to cut you. you off. No, no. You're good. Okay. I know, but can I go <laughs> ahead? <laughs> now, no. Okay. No, I remember thinking, and maybe I'm rose-colored glasses, but I thought you were kind of excited about Five E. And that you were having fun running it initially, but then it did get to that point with D&D. Because yes. yeah. you, you have every right to At not first, like a system you the game like. was really fun. Yeah. But as the level started going up, I suddenly became very... Because we were only playing for, what, two, two and a half hours at a time? Because we were playing on weeknights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, are we going to have a role-playing game? Or are we going to have a combat? Yeah. And it got to that point... 
probably around seventh level. Seventh level yeah. Yeah. is mm-hmm. where that kind of started. If I'm going to have a challenging fight for the players, that's an hour and a half combat. Yeah. And it got worse as time went on. And I think our last session was a big set piece combat. And it was the whole two and a half hours or two hours. Yeah. And I mean, it was much. the culmination like battle. So it was okay. I'm used to the. I, I figured that would be fine. But yeah. I got to the point where it's like, I don't know if I want to try to put a combat in because then there's no role playing. Right. Yep. Right. The thing is, from what I know of, of this podcast from my, my time in service and from the the episodes I listened to before, the, the advice that we give for new DMs or GMs or system masters or whatever the fuck you want to call them. MCs. MCs is really, most of the time, system agnostic. Yes. It's really good Absolutely. information yeah. for a master of a particular role-playing game system right. mm-hmm. to have. That said, everyone on this podcast deserves to have the right to like and exactly. dislike whatever system you right. damn yep. well want. Yep. Yep. And if Stu doesn't like Dungeons and Dragons, well, which then, I do not, which he does not, and he's never voice, lied about that. Yeah, vociferously <laughs> does not. <laughs> I I enjoyed running Fifth Edition D anD D until it got to a certain level, and then yes. it became yep. a chore. Yep. Right. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll and tell you right now, I'm kind of feeling the same way about Edge of the Empire because mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're ready. Yeah. Maybe. Well, no, it, I'm yeah. still running it. I, yeah. I mean, but I, I'm kind of getting that same kind of... But I was going to say the same thing as Tim, and then I know... And comments run much faster in, in Edge of the But, Empire I mean, people are entitled to dislike what system they like, dislike. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's part of, to Kimmy's point earlier, about people just friends sitting down, drinking and bullshitting. Right. That those kinds of off-the-cuff comments are... Fun between friends. It's like you know that system you play. That fucking sucks. Makes the right? podcast no, does, fun to do. Right? Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite things is to criticize Savage Worlds and watch right. Jib right. sit there and go, Twitch. <laughs> no, it is because it's it's fun. It's what you do to you poke. Yeah, we poke right? each other, right? And I yeah. kind of feel like that's what this guy's actually doing. I kind of think I don't, that too. No, I don't know. I don't think he's really pissed. I Maybe think, I think I, he's I poking no idea. the stew bear. Maybe. I, yes. I think exactly. that exactly. And he's totally successful because I think <laughs> yeah, if he's really pissed, he no, wouldn't have like five I, PSs. No, this is the thing that I'm. That I'm. This is the thing right here. I know. That I'm like. No, I think really? that's the part he's the listened. Giveaway. You have to think about it. He's listened to hundreds of hours of you. I yeah. need to go back and listen. <laughs> he to knows that. you so well by now. I need well, to go back and listen to his podcast because because <laughs> Emor- he, he's from a Amor- yeah. Amorphous Blob Games. Yeah. He used to be have the Amorphous podcast. Yeah. I have to go back and listen because I don't know what kind of gamer he is. I don't know if they're role players or if they are. I want a lot of treasure. I would guess that he's probably based on his name, the tactical DM. Yeah, that's uh, probably more of a talent. tactical player. Right. But he also, I mean, <laughs> we are not a tactical gamer podcast. No. So the fact that he's listened to us enough, it means he's probably at least a, a bit of a, an ARP peer as well. <laughs> I don't and I can almost curious. guarantee you, just from reading that, Maybe. that email myself. And watching your reaction was super fun. <laughs> I was, so, so what you're saying, oh, yeah. what you're saying, Kimmy, is that he pushed the big red stew button. Yeah, he totally oh, played yeah. stew. Or Stu's big red button. Yes, rather. right. Absolutely. I Maybe. think he was because I think if he was really mad, he wouldn't have had the PSs and he wouldn't. No, have been but like, it's, yep. it's written. Unless it, maybe he's really sharp, but it's written exactly the way this this kind of email would be written. Yeah. 
It's like, I used to like you, and I used to agree with everything you say. However, you hit, yeah. you poked at my sacred cow. <laughs> maybe you should think that you should pay some attention to the 500-pound gorilla. I mean, just maybe. But look at the last two things he ends with, too. It's like, oh, no, I, I, yeah. I'm not saying he's rage-quitting the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've had those. Like, we've had the... Like, especially at first, like, we had, right. like, angry D&D, like, like, you know, religion people, like, no, D&D is the best! And, like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> back in the day, they were saying it's that a- about 4th edition, like, back then? We had re- we had hardcore fourth edition people, yeah. and we started off as kind of like a fourth edition podcast. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fifth, it was fun up until a certain point, and it's like, oh fuck, this combat's taking a long ass time. Five is so much better than fourth edition. <laughs> like yes. just giving in that, <laughs> like right fourth, there. Fourth is the uh, fourth is the uh, Lovecraftian D and D. It's the thing that man was not meant to know. Yes. <laughs> The chat room says the troll is poking. I know. I just saw that. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he may be serious, but I... This, I have no idea. I have, I, we don't know. If he is serious, I just shot a cannonball Good. across the bow. Shot fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is one of the great things about like having a podcast and having so many oh, different yeah. hosts and having so many different listeners from all, all over the world is like all these different opinions. Absolutely, and I, and you wouldn't if you were. I, I mean, there's so many people with so much, so much different gaming. Experience. I have to interrupt you right now. Okay. Okay. Wolf says, "That said, I like Stu and think he's probably the most reasonable person on the show, and the one whose opinion I like to hear the most." High five, Wolf. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What are you saying? <laughs> I was. I well, I wasn't exactly well. going to say that. Okay, but, teacher's pet. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say you have a lot of diverse opinions on the show, and people yes. who play different games have different thoughts. I mean, I, there's yeah. five of us could have an hour long conversation, and it could have gone on longer about the intro topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, how long have you had that sock puppet? <laughs> how long have you been? Did you see me type? Did you see me type the entire time? <laughs> It's actually a bot. I, I, I schedule them hours ahead of time. Just randomly. He pops up and compliments Stu. Stu makes amazing points all the time. I wish I could be a GM like Stu someday. <laughs> oh, man. It's good. Right. Nobody drinks beer like Stu. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Can I ask a question? Of course. Totally off topic. Yes. Have you seen the new Monty Cook Kickstarter? No. Mm-mm. Okay. You should check it out. Invisible Sun or something for, like that? Yeah. We're, it's, we're calling now, it Eye Sun. Because uh, entry level is almost 200 bucks. Boom. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Holy I shit. Know. Really? So, That's, you know what, from what I've seen, you yeah. know what he did with Numenera, how it's all artsy and all yeah. super nice looking? <laughs> Take that idea. And run it through a bunch of steroids, or rather, run a bunch of steroids. Now, I kind of heard <coughs> that like Numenera is kind of a shitstorm as a game. I I've only played twice. Uh, what did you think? A number of years ago, uh, there were things I liked about it. Okay, but, but I didn't, and I want. <coughs> I would that, have wanted that's, to. Yeah, that's, that's not a stunning <laughs> it's, review. It's a pretty. There were some it's a pretty book. I liked about it. It's a really pretty book. It's a book. pretty book. <laughs> I hear that a lot, too. I didn't get it. Stork totally, got it. Yeah. And he, I don't think he was... I know. He was, like, high or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. He wasn't. Not that night. 
Wow. Well, I don't think he was huh. that no. impressed. Invisible Sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a quarter of a million dollars already. He, wow. No, so yeah, he already made fine. his... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he made his nine. No, and I think my experience... With, with 900 backers, but of course he did with 900 know. backers because it's $200 buy-in. 197 bucks is the Isn't lowest Isn't that insane? Ooh. And look at the highest level. <clears throat> oh, was it 10,000? No, I think he... I think it's a little under. $5,912. That's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's just Why not just round it up to 6K? Yeah. Right? Somebody five, said 5,912 and 67 cents. On the Twitter is that like Monty wow. Cook is now the Apple of RPG designers. That's, that's almost like, appropriate. But you know what? iPhones are good. Yes. I mean... <laughs> I mean <laughs> oh, no. Here we go again. I mean, <laughs> seriously. And oh. next week's angry heard, email is going wow. to be on. <laughs> I've heard a lot of shit about Numenera. Yeah, now, I've seen it, and I know several people who've purchased it. Mm-hmm. You're the only person I've talked to who's played it. No, I know. No one plays <laughs> and I would like to play that it. That, to me, so. says there's something right? wrong with rules presentation, or there's something wrong with the rules themselves, or... There's some barrier that t- stops people from playing the thing. No, that's why I was super excited. Somebody said they were going to play it because I would play again because mm-hmm. I don't know if my play experience was well was I mean, optimal. Was there a menstruation table? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you guys? Did you guys ever look at any of Monty Cook's D twenty based stuff? No, I, I wasn't in the hobby when that stuff came out. Well, I think you were. No, I came out. I got back into the hobby when fourth edition came out. All of his was, stuff was three and three five. Wasn't was it? N- New World of Darkness released? New World of Darkness, I, I believe, you, predates that, but I'm not positive. Okay, because Monty his, Cook's World of Darkness, you're talking about? Yeah, but he did a lot a of really good D twenty stuff. He did a D twenty version of Call of Cthulhu, which is really awesome. Uh huh. He did uh, the. Oh, I'm. I don't, I'm not saying it. No, 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 no. Bad about him. I know, I know. I'm just saying, his D20 stuff was really good. Okay, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. I've heard. I've all the one thing I hear about Numenera is it's really pretty. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. The only thing I hear about Numenera, I think, yeah, the art's beautiful. He, he, it's almost like, and, and I didn't look at Numenera, so I haven't even actually seen it. I'm just going by internet rumors, which of course must be true because it's on the internet. Um, it seems to me like he did all of his good work in in D20 and then was like, um, well, now I can go off and do all the arty stuff I wanted to do all my life. And now he's doing this kind of really, really niche. Maybe. Niche, maybe niche, it's so niche, niche that niche, people... Niche, maybe it's, stuff. It, it's Tomato, tomato. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's so niche that I just don't know anyone who plays it. But but that's the thing is is Numenera it came out and it and was huge. It was huge. Yes. Yeah, it Everybody was. was into it and it was like Numenera, Numenera, but you don't hear anyone who actually like okay, you don't hear a lot of people who have had long campaigns in it. No. And 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 generally speaking the feedback is it's a really pretty book. So, yeah. Right. And there's a lot of pretty books. Yeah. <laughs> His take on the New World of Darkness, though, is really cool. Is it? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> is there conversions so you can use the stuff in Storyteller? Or would you need it? Well, uh, okay, so here, if if you... 
if you have the New World of Darkness books, you could just use it as a as a as a source book for the setting. Oh, okay, because right. it's it's his own take on the the New World of Darkness setting. Is Dave seventy seven telling me to shut up again or something? No, no. no. Oh, okay. They're talking about their favorite hosts, and I wrote in. I'm like, nobody likes Kimmy, and then Dave was like, Kimmy talks about menstruation a lot. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> There's a table for it. It's not my she fault. She always brings it up at the oddest moments. <laughs> God. Oh. The menstruation right. episode. Some, I should call it. We're two sure. Hours. Sure. Right. Starbucks is closing, evidently, so we should probably wrap it up. Okay. All right. Stu, real quick, before yes. we do the end, um, it is my friend and longtime listener Nicholas's birthday weekend oh. this weekend, oh. and I bet he would love it if we would all wish him happy birthday. We oh, should Nick, sing to him, Nick. Yeah, Nick from Legacine. Yep, he was on the show once. He was a guest host once. Yeah, yeah. long time ago. He is at an epic pirate adventure right now, and we'll probably listen to this later. So. Oh, brilliant! Okay. Well, it'll when probably he... won't be posted till after his birthday anyway. Yeah, but that's okay. But when he does, belated happy birthday. It, uh, can we sing happy birthday? It's it's it out of copyright now. Yeah, it totally <laughs> is. It was released for now. Okay, if not, then this episode will just get dropped. Hmm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nicholas. Happy birthday to you. All right. Yay! Thanks, guys. I didn't actually sing, but I echo the sentiment. Happy you, birthday. You don't you don't want me singing. <laughs> Not that just, song. Just, I can't sing that song. I, I just can't. For he's sing. a jolly good fellow. I, I can mean, like, do, like, but no. If it's a song. Why problem make sing. when you no problem have you don't want to make? <laughs> Someone had that as a hashtag. The whole like all the of it like WPM oh <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. I'm going to call it. All right. Yay. Gonna go? See you at con. See you at the con. Yeah, see you at con. Uh, no, we we're show next week. And that's it. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we yeah. Have, we have one more show before. Yeah, we, con. Thank you for joining us for season seventeen, episode twelve of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Pro B Tim. I'm Gina. I talk about menstruation a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sam. Oh, I forgot to duck it back up. Uh, so join us at uh, the next con in two weeks and see you next Friday night here where we will be doing the show again and my chair is sinking. I don't know if you noticed that, but I'm slowly <laughs> you totally are. falling to the ground. We'll, we'll leave you with a song. And yes, shut up, Tim.
Bum, 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 bum.